0: From Reductress, I'm Beth Newell, sitting in for Rachel Winitsky, and this is the Reductress Minute. On this week's episode, we'll hear pieces read by Karen Chi, Grace Perry, and Jasmine Pierce. We'll discuss Hugh Jackman's Instagram, try to work up the courage to talk to a guy in our co-working space, and talk to a woman who stopped dating men and started following a herd of majestic bison. But first, let me introduce my gorgeous co-host for the day, Sarah Pappalardo. Oh
1: my god, thank you for calling me gorgeous. It's nothing.
0: (laughs) So, Sarah... So much has happened since we left off on this podcast. Trump is still president. Mm -hmm. Republicans still love rapists. Mm -hmm. Women are still being blamed for all of it. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, this weekend, you saw the musical Dear Evan Hansen.
1: Yes, it was so good. And it was so refreshing to just be totally depressed by something fictional for once. That sounds
0: so nice. But I have to ask, do we ever figure out who's writing this letter to Evan Hansen?
1: Oh, I don't want to spoil anything, but... (laughs) You guessed it. It was Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, he I knew just it. Comes out at the end and says something super cool and inspirational, and that's exactly what makes this place so good. Wow, I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Beth, uh, what were you up to this weekend? Oh, well, uh, this
0: weekend my four-year-old son did something that he called a cake tasting, which is apparently when I'm in the other room and he drags a rolling chair over the freezer and he pulls out his frozen cake from last month, his birthday cake, and he eats the whole thing in front of the TV and then he comes and tells me he's doing a cake tasting.
1: Ooh, that is so bougie. I love your son for that. <laughs> I am afraid of cake.
0: That's um, sort of an unspoken reason for having kids is that you get over your fear of cake. Yes. In non-musical news and non-cake news, at the time of this recording, Republicans are still trying to confirm Brett
1: Kavanaugh. Yes, and you listeners out there are in the future and probably know more than we do about all the ways Republicans will keep pretending to care about this while also denying that anything happened.
0: Yeah, So, uh, some people are saying that Kavanaugh is like the bully in an 80s movie, and I would like to go one step further and say that Kavanaugh is like the guy in an 80s movie who tries to rape someone.
1: Yeah, he's the guy who tries to rape someone in the original movie, but then in the sequel for some reason he's a DC circuit judge, and you're like, what? But then you're like, oh right, uh, of course.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, Sarah, do you want to tell us what's trending on Reductress this week?
1: Sure thing. And since it's been a while, here's what's trending on Reductress for this past month. Five slutty Halloween costumes that will get him to the polls. How to apologize for leaving work on time. Why don't you wear it curly, says dumbass straight-haired friend. Sex paused briefly to get hair out of mouth. And, yay, this millennial got hit by a city bus and can finally pay off her student loans. Wow, I wish that would happen to me. Right, then I could finally have good health insurance. Sounds incredible. Mm.
0: Next, it's hard maintaining friendships when people expect you to reciprocate. Our next piece will be read by Karen Chi, and it's called Friend Who Texted, I'm Just Seeing This Now, Awarded Pulitzer Prize in Fiction.
2: Graduate student Julia Morrow has been named winner of the 2018 Pulitzer Prize in Fiction after writing one of the most stunningly creative works of fiction of the century so far. In a text that shook readers to their core in its incredible display of creativity. I'm just seeing this now as an exploration into how deeply a work of fiction can both entertain and offend, says Amy Gonzalez, one of the first recipients of the text. At first, we were shocked at Mara's work of brazen fantasy, since we all knew the real Julia had definitely read the previous text. But I came to appreciate what this work says about the difference between fact and fiction in Trump's America today. There was definitely a red receipt on the preceding text in the thread, says another person on the thread. But if anything, it only adds to the power of this incredible work of fiction. It was something that truly came from my heart, says Morrow about her work. Someone in our group thread had asked if they could borrow anybody's car for the weekend, and I knew deep down that the only way to get out of this without looking like a jerk was to tell a story that is so universal So relatable, so specific to my life and my generation, and also definitely not true. It was undeniably the most compelling work of fiction we've seen, says one member of the Pulitzer Committee. We were all so taken in by the main character, who was so real yet so completely full of shit. Morrow has been known for other well-regarded works of fiction, such as, Sorry, I can't make it. I'm super bogged down at work. And, Oops, I totally fell asleep. Is this still happening?
0: Wow, it's really inspiring the things that creative people can dream up. And, of course, thanks again to Karen Chi for reading. Karen is a stand-up comedian who's written for The New Yorker, McSweeney's, and us, Reductress. You can find her on Twitter at Karen Chi with three E's. Sarah, you follow Hugh Jackman on Instagram, right? No. No. Right. Okay. Well, we all love Hugh Jackman's Instagram antics, but no one loves it more than the people who comment on Hugh Jackman's Instagram.
1: I can imagine. I wanted
0: to share some comments from a recent post Hugh made of himself kissing a sponsored cup of coffee for National Coffee Day. This also happened to be the day that Dr. Ford testified in the Kavanaugh hearings, but don't worry about that because for this Aussie, the day was all about coffee. Here's some of the comments that had me loving it. And just to be clear, I'm just reading these now. Yes. Um, Okay, first comment. Hung Jackman, very good, very
1: loves. (laughs) That's so weird. They changed his name from Hugh to Hung as if he has a big dick. Exactly. Next comment. Hello, Senor Hackman. (laughs) That's so stupid. He's not even Spanish.
0: (laughs) It's hilarious. And then there were several comments by an account called Hugh Jack X-Man. First comment. Heart, 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 heart. Second comment. I have a question. Why and how you're so cute and beautiful at the same time? Heart, heart, heart face. Next comment. Someone told me to describe my life in one word, so I said your name, Hugh. Next comment. Hugh, I love you so, so much. I can't imagine my life without you. You're such an amazing person. So cute, so talented, so beautiful. Love you with all my heart. Thank you so much for everything. Have a good day. Next comment. Oof, I want to try, but I live in Israel. Cry face, cry face, heart, heart. (laughs)
1: oh my god this is so embarrassing and this definitely isn't me
0: but you're saying you didn't make these comments on hugh's instagram no why would i do that yeah okay i mean uh, clearly neither of us is thinking about hugh jackman all the time so much so that our phone autocorrects the word hi to hugh (laughs) what Anyways, our next piece speaks to something that involves a real problem we all share. Here to read how to explain to your children that daddy used to have cum gutters
3: is Grace Perry. It's important that our children know that we had lives before they came along. Just as it's important to tell your kids that you were married before or that they were adopted, it's critical you tell your kids that their dad used to have cum gutters like real actual deep indentations in his abs that pointed directly to his groin at all times. It's a huge bomb to drop on your kids, but follow these tips and the talk won't be so bad. Number one, be honest. Your kids deserve your full transparency. Let them know who their father was before you met, a chiseled fuckboy with a body carved by Michelangelo himself. And that while you never planned to marry him, The proposition of a lifetime with those sweet sweet dick lines was too tempting to pass up. That didn't pan out so well for mommy, but you still love daddy no matter what. Number two, use language they understand. Speaking in terms beyond your child's cognitive level will only further alienate him or her from their father's once washboard abs. Some kids will know it as a dick V, others will simply know it as daddy's belly. Speak their language, but also introduce them to the formal vocabulary, cum gutters, so you're all on the same page. If they're still confused, try explaining to them that if daddy jerked off and came on himself, the cum would slide down the indentations like gutters. All kids learn differently, so break it down for multiple learning styles and you're sure to reach them. Number three, tell them why it's important they know this. Your kids deserve to know that the schlubby guy who spent all afternoon trying and failing to fix their bikes once had the body of a Greek fucking god. While it's a lot of information to take on, they'd rather hear it from you than to grow up and see old photos of their dad's cum gutters. Tell them just like that. Number four, explain he's still the same person, just without cum gutters. More than anything, it's key that your kids understand that their dad's still the same guy. And no, he hasn't been to the gym since the kids were born, and yes, he still acts like a hot guy, even though he's really not anymore. But he's still their dad. And that's what's most important. Number five, keep the door for conversation open. Your kids are bound to have more questions about their once-jacked dad. Could you see his cum gutters through his shirt? Did you ever do a charcoal etching of them? Was he kind of a dick about being so hot? Though those questions likely won't come until your kids are nine or 10, it's crucial you emphasize your desire to answer any and all future questions they might have about their daddy's cum gutters. The most important thing to do is remind your kids how much you love them. Learning your dad was once a total smoke show is a necessary life-changing experience for all children. As long as you're honest with them, they'll make it through this stronger than
0: ever. Being a parent is so hard. Thanks again to Grace Perry, who wrote that piece. Grace has also written for The Onion and Chicago Magazine.
1: So as you know, we work in a co-working space, and there's a lot of really small companies around our office. And down the hall is the CBD guy. He sells CBD oil.
0: And while we've definitely let him borrow our phone charger a few times, we haven't really gotten to know him.
1: Because we're so shy. How do you even start to talk to a guy who sells exclusively CBD oil out of a co-working space? I have no idea. I mean, what what would you say? I don't even know. I guess I'd say something like... Um, hey. I heard you sell... I heard you... I heard you sell CBD oil. I really like your electric skateboard. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. That was so awkward. Look, I just want to say that you are amazing. And I want to know you. And I hope you feel the same way about me. Anyway, I'll see you around. Okay, okay, okay. That was stupid. Uh, Beth, do you want to try? Sure.
0: Hey. Mr. Um, CBD, is it? I saw you around the office. Well, actually, I heard you playing Bob Marley, which is a little on the nose if you think about it, but then again, it's so right. Anyways, uh, what was I saying? I think the CBD is getting to me. It feels warm in here. Anyways, um, can I have some free CBD? Uh, I gotta go. Bye. I don't I still feel like I can't talk to him. I'm so nervous. Oh, no,
1: no, no. That was really good. You should say exactly that to him. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, our final piece today will be read by Jasmine Pierce, and it's titled How to Wrap Your Pussy in Foil and Put It in the Fridge Since No One's Eating It.
4: So you brought your pussy to a party to share, and no one wants to eat it. What do you do? You don't want it to go to waste. Here is the best way to wrap your pussy in foil and put it in the fridge since apparently no one wants seconds or even firsts of this dish. Whip out the foil. Once you're at a party long enough to be certain that no one there is interested in eating your pussy, it's time to locate the tin foil. Pull it out and subtly remark, I guess I'm just gonna put this away if nobody wants any. This move is passive aggressive, bordering on regular aggressive. But if no one steps forward who is even willing to try it then i guess you know the truth not one person here is going to eat your pussy but you at least want to keep it fresh in case someone changes their mind wrap it up tightly if literally no one is going to munch your puss despite how much effort you put into making it delicious and appealing that's fine but you can't leave it out at room temperature either You don't want it to dry out while it's waiting to be eaten, so make sure to wrap the foil tightly and pinch the edges very carefully to avoid pinching the pussy itself. Ouch! Once it's tightly sealed to the point where no air can touch it, announce one more time that your pussy will soon no longer be available for chowing down on. If you still have no takers, don't feel bad. It's probably not personal. Make sure there's enough space in the fridge. Every pussy is a different size and shape, so make sure that once it's ready for storage, the fridge can actually fit your pussy in it. Move some things around to make space for it if necessary. Hurry up. You want to get it in there before it loses its form and no one wants it ever again. Once it's in there, you're free to rejoin the party and gently remind people, my pussy is actually still here in case you'd like to try it. Hopefully that works, but if not, there's still another option. Consider the freezer. If it seems like no one is even going to consider eating it for, like, a very long time, consider putting it in the freezer. You don't want to give up hope, but you also want your pussy to last as long as possible in case one person finally says, You know what I'm really craving right now? Your pussy. Just remember, your pussy is not microwavable. So next time you're at a party and no one seems to be interested in eating your delicious pussy, go ahead and wrap it up for another day. Also, maybe take your pussy to a party where it is appreciated because it is definitely delicious and people would love it if they just tried it.
0: Thanks to Jasmine Pierce, who also wrote that piece. Jasmine writes for The Tonight Show and is a former editor at Reductress. That's all the news for this week. But before we go, here at Reductress, we love to celebrate inspiring women. So today we're having a chat with Marcy London, a woman who, after years of failed relationships, chose to stop dating men and instead follow a herd of majestic bison. Welcome to the show, Marcy.
5: Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Of course. So, Marcy, tell us a little bit about what motivated your choice to give up dating.
5: You know, I was just having a really rough time. Modern dating is so exhausting, but one day I realized that it didn't have to be like this. I could fill the time I spent pointlessly dating with something more rewarding, like following a majestic herd of American bison. Okay, but that's like a little crazy, right? Like you must have a job or something. Um, They actually let me take a sabbatical specifically to follow the bison. Hmm. So is it weird not having any kind of male attention when you're out on the prairie? Honestly, I don't have guys hitting on me all the time, and I don't feel like my self worth is tied to how many guys I match with on Tinder. Although I will say, Guard has been a little hoovesy with me lately. <laughs> I'm sorry, who's Guard? Oh, he's the hot male bison that charged my car last week. That sounds dangerous. Mm, no, that's just the beautiful mystery of nature. Mm. Mm. So, do you think you'll ever re-enter society and start dating again? Right now, I'm having a good time seeing the country right behind this incredibly gorgeous, muscular herd of bison. Mm. Have you ever seen a bison close up? They're just pure, lean muscle. Mm. Sounds like you want to eat them or something. Uh, no, I, I just want to fuck them.
1: Oh, all right, Marcy. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for
0: spending your minute with us. If you have another minute, visit us at Reductress.com for more incredible content, including This teacher was taking three buses to work, so her students surprised her with better public transit infrastructure. Four Halloween costumes that'll make them say, Oh, cool, yeah, I haven't seen that show. How to ruin someone's life by not appointing them to the highest judicial position in the nation. I can't believe that guy would treat women like that, says guy who treats women like that. And six recipes that will make him say shit susan this is actual poison and then
1: he die and if you like our content and want more content go over to reductress.com and don't forget to subscribe on itunes and leave us a review and if you're looking to support this podcast we're back on patreon posting exclusive content for as little as five dollars a month you can be a part of it at patreon.com slash reductress heck you can even support us with as little as a dollar a month and we'll love you just the same thank you to our amazing
0: readers karen chi grace perry and jasmine pierce and of course thank you to the inspiring marcy played by taylor Guerin and inspired by laura mulcahy bye
3: babies Bye, everyone